back to Roll for Blank Streets of Mage. The party is in the middle of their final battle against Murder Duncan Bloodspell, and Otis is about to crack open some brain. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Being inspired by everyone who's been putting their fingers to their temples, he does the same thing and uh, shoots a ray out of his, what would you would sometimes call the third eye, um, straight into Murder Duncan Bloodspell's head. Um, this is a psychic attack that he'll need to make an intelligence save against. Okay. Or take 10d6 damage. And be incapacitated until the start of my next turn. Man, wow. Yeah, he, he rolled a, a five and then he rolled a one. So you are uh, giving 10d6 damage and he's going to be incapacitated. Oh, man. It's uh, Alathim's Psychic Lance. Whoa! So he takes 38 damage. You just did, like, brain surgery on him. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So as as your Psychic Lance goes into Murder Duncan Bloodspell's head, he doubles over even further and, like, he just, like, starts vomiting even more violently. Because <laughs> he's just in so much pain, in addition to being really grossed out by the stank. And then, from above you, yesterday's tequila comes bursting through the glass ceiling. And oh, on board, uh -oh. And on board it, the glass ceiling. are Shanti, Scopey, and the French Eagle Man. And they all <laughs> come swooping in. Shanti jumps from the deck as they lower down and slides down a rope from the side of the boat next to Captain Laura and says, I would never let you fight this final battle alone, my sweet Viridian goddess. And she draws her katana. And then uh, Scopey's gonna gonna yell down from the crow's nest, Well, hey, everybody! It's me, Scopey! <laughs> it looks like you're having a tough time with Murder Dunk and Bloodspell. Watch out for those vomit puddles, okay? I don't want any twist an ankle <sighs> and the french eagle man is going to say ah, i am just a french man now i am no longer the eagle so i will stay here uh if you need me um i i am sure i can provide some orange slices in the battle you <laughs> like orange slices maybe uh, they'll throw them up later so so Sean, where's, we'll... where's Plex? are you on a tender date or something oh we gotta summon him but i think at the most dire of moments um <laughs> um, okay, so now it is the snake's turn. Okay. Snake's vomiting. Snake's gonna make a constitution save, maybe. He's got this. Come on, Snakey McGee. You got this. Maybe. That's gonna be. Sorry, I have to go between screens on this one. A 14. Nope. Barfy snake. snake. Yeah. <laughs> that poor snake's just gonna keep on barfing. All right, now it's Shanti's turn. Oh wait, free action. I just pull oh. it back into um, the staff. That good call. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just uh, all of us enjoying a, a snake vomiting <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I mean, it does that. It adds texture to the battle, but. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we could add different texture maybe later. If we have... <laughs> huh. All right, uh, Shanti is going to uh, give Captain Laura a a kiss on the cheek, and then she is going to charge into the cloud at Murder Duncan Bloodspell. Oh, you and, got a kiss! And uh, she's going to hit him <laughs> with a with a twenty uh, twenty seven. Woof. Um, okay, so first attack is a twenty seven to hit, 
and she's going to do, oh, Jesus Christ, 35 damage. Okay. And with her second attack, she is going to miss him, but she's going to roll that con save. She probably got some vomit in her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. There was just, there was just kind of a a general splash zone situation, Uh, but she saved. She rolled a 19. So she will not be vomiting, and she is going to attempt a Villa-esque backflip out, and that is a, uh, a 27. So she's going to flip right back out of that cloud. It's okay, Captain. She's still pretty underneath all the puke. Villa's going to watch the flip and be like, head nod. Conti will shake the, the blood and vomit off of the blade and give you a bow as well. Sexy. And now we're back to the top of the order, Captain Laura. All right, um... First of all, I'm also going to nod approvingly at my lady friend. She's going to uh, just make make eyes at you. Eyes that knowing eyes. We know yes, what these so. eyes mean. We know all about the knowing eyes. We know these eyes. Um, I am then going to um, make a strong eye contact with Murder Blunk and Doug's bill. Or whatever attempt to try contact. Blunk and Doug. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure you now need to change his villain name. <laughs> I'll go back and, and edit. I'm just going to take that and I'll drop it in every time I've said his name Last, previously. Since December, we'll change yeah. it. It's cool. It's yeah, it'll only be 46 or 7 episodes of nobody. Also, to be fair, we messed it up so many times that I feel like... You <laughs> mean did it right so many times? Mm. Yeah, this is it's our calling card now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I picked an overly elaborate character name because it might be funnier than just calling him Greg, the bad guy. I <laughs> like Greg, the next bad season, guy. Next season, I want Greg, the bad guy. Right <laughs> now. All right. Um, I see that my girlfriend's here, and I want to flex kind of my, my big, strong muscles. So I am going to cast Polymorph on um, murder, blunk, and stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna need a wisdom saving throw, saving throw of 16. Okay. All right. So that is a uh, that's an 18. Cool. I'll roll against that. Okay. I rolled a four. Yeah, that's that's enough to get him below the line. Cool. So um, what's gonna happen is it will take on the mental abilities and physical prowess of anything that I turn it into, and from a fast magical Google search of the top stupidest animals. One of them, and I turn to Polly and say, Polly, no offense, I, I have nothing but respect for you, is the koala. Aww. Here are some fun facts that you may have not known about the koala. The koalas have the smallest brain-to-body ratio among animals. These cute animals are found in Australia. The koalas had to develop four stomachs to digest their favorite food, which is a, a eucalyptus, and they know nothing about health. According to an estimate, about 90% of koalas have chlamydia. Sometimes they even fail to recognize their own food and will eventually starve to death. So that, my friends, is an evaluation of the mental and physical prowess of murder, Duncan, blood. I'm sorry, this website seems a bit questionable. They know nothing about health. How many animals are like, you know what? Like a pack of wolves are like, hey, stay away from the liver, that's fatty. You don't don't (laughs) want to eat that. What, What animals know about their health? I just want to say the other strong option was something called, oh man, where was it? Where did it go? The goblin shark? Yeah, a goblin shark. 
And I thought maybe God wouldn't allow me to make him a shark out of water, but I Googled it and it's really scary looking and I didn't want to fight that. Nice. Also, the they are really scary. shark is the oldest species we've found on Earth of things that were basically alive during the dinosaurs. Oh. So, not the goblin shark some slack. It's like 200 and blah, blah, blah million years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Ooh, oh, no, no. 125 million years old. The goblin shark, for listeners and anyone with Google, oh. is the creepiest animal I've ever seen yeah. because it looks like a child tried to draw a shark. Yeah. Has a person's face. Oh, the person's face is super it disturbing. It is so gross. Doesn't like the goblin shark also uh, extend its, its its teeth? And yeah, it, it has like face. it has like a xenomorph mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It is so badly designed. So okay, so I'm I'm totally into you turn Murder Duncan Bloodspell into a koala. Now, yeah. in looking at this website where you found this list, I am seeing that at the bottom it says paid for by the Wombat Commission to be the cutest animal from Australia, so I think we understand where this hit came from. Ah, that's fair. I wonder what they threw in the goblin sharks as well. Like, well, we don't want to look like we're just attacking the koalas. We gotta take nine other dumb animals. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pad this out, but we really wanna take koalas down. Because ever yeah. since those yummies came out in the nineties, people are like, those are delightful and I don't want them to die. <laughs> I also thought about turning into a sloth, but the fact that um, I could read about all the koalas having chlamydia really, really got it for me. Oh, yeah. there's a koala! Oh, a koala. my God. <gasps> so, the what? thing of koalas, according <laughs> to this uh, hospital in Australia, 40% die from chlamydia, 30% from cars, and 10% from dogs. I hope the dogs aren't getting chlamydia too. Wow. wow. Or I mean, how many of those cars are being driven by dogs too? That's how that many factored of those in. Cars have chlamydia. <laughs> right? Yeah, cars get chlamydia, right? <laughs> Chrysler's especially. Wait, can't we cure chlamydia? Why don't we just go? Why don't we just give a bunch of Australians guns to shoot antibiotics into the every koala they find? <laughs> guns are illegal in Australia. Yeah. Okay, not for, not for the uh, the wildlife people. No, the not for everybody. They outlawed him. That's, this is what happens. <laughs> Second Amendment, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they can still use like a blowgun, though. There's, yeah, there's plenty yeah. of technologies to dispense, to dispense chlamydia or during. like a crossbow, but for chlamydia medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so who's killing uh, murder clunking gun spell? Okay. So yeah, you just turned Murder Duncan Bloodspell into Koala. And he is, and it is his turn, and he is quietly retching. Oh, and uh, he's got the intelligence of a koala now. And he's incapacitated. Like I really, I, I, I feel my hands are tied here. A, ko- a koala bear final boss is vomiting in a cloud while incapacitated. So it's Villa's turn, Villa. I mean, what do you got? <laughs> Give it chlamydia. <laughs> I am. No, already has it. Don't fuck that koala bear. Even if I was to have it, I wouldn't fuck the koala. And second, I don't have it. You weirdo. No. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... He doesn't know what Villa does and doesn't have. He does. He's aware. <laughs> uh, I rolled a seventeen to hit. Seventeen to hit. Uh, did you roll with advantage? No. Roll with advantage. Roll it again. Let's just, uh, you know. <laughs> 11. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, here's the thing. The 17 shouldn't hit, but he's incapacitated, so it's basically like you had to walk up. It's nice, Nate. It's, it's a koala laying on its back, vomiting. And at this point, really, like, you can you can stab it, but then the humane thing would be to just roll it onto its side so it doesn't choke to death. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, should we be trying to do something else? I feel like we're not really even in combat at the moment. I rolled 19 damage. Okay, 19 damage. Without any kind of anything else. I mean, roll your sneak attack damage, because it's not like he, he can't really do anything. Sneaky? Well, it's sneaky yeah. because he's literally incapacitated, and this is your thing. Like you can tiptoe in there. Plus, you're gonna have to roll. Uh, you're gonna have to roll against the barf cloud. So do you might as well do as much damage as you can do. <laughs> oh, I think this is the last round of the barf cloud too. Okay. Oh, final what? barf cloud round. There's only four rounds. And then murder Duncan koala spell will be unincapacitated at the end of your next turn. Yeah. Okay. But he'll still be a koala. How long does the polymorph last, Danny? I was looking that up. I think forever. I mean, until the chlamydia gets cured. <laughs> yeah, it's triggered by chlamydia. So, so, so until so until antibiotics are invented in this ancient, yeah. ancient fantasy world, he's. Uh. It says the transformation lasts for the duration, or until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. Wow. Does it do saving throws? I mean, I'm still reading. This oh, is the line it said about duration. Well, actually, I can keep the stinging cloud going for up to a minute. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. If the four rounds thing is if there's a moderate wind of at least 10 miles per hour, it'll disperse in four rounds. Strong 39. Point. 39 more? 39 total. 39 total. Okay. That is pretty damn fancy. Okay. Great turn, Villa. Are you hot? Are you? You gotta get. You gotta roll your uh, your Constitution save for the barf cloud. Sorry about the barf cloud, everybody. Nate, here's what it says about damage: the target assumes the hit points of its 18. new form. Mm-hmm. When it reverts to its normal form, the creature returns to the number of hit points it had before it transformed. If it reverts as a result of dropping to zero hit points, any excess damage carried over of its normal form. As long as the excess damage doesn't reduce the creature's normal form to zero hit points, it isn't knocked unconscious. So I think it'll stop being a koala whenever its AC is a koala. Oh, so yeah, you, you, you're you're using up its koala hit points right now, and then it yeah. will return to Murder Dump and Bloodspell. Bad news, koalas, I just pulled it up, um, have uh, 1d6 hit points. Oh, wow, okay, so yeah. Uh, Villa, so you hack at him, you do damage to this koala, and it turns back into Murder Duck and Bloodspell, who remains vomiting and incapacitated. And you saved on your saving throw for the cloud, so you should probably do something acrobatic to get out of there. Double back. All right. <laughs> and the, the extra damage carries back over to Murder Duncan. Yeah, yeah, he's taking all the damage. He's just, yeah, he's no longer a koala. But but that was that was fun. I'm glad we took a moment to learn. In a something. row. Hell yeah. So you just flip right out of there. No problem. And Nothing's uh, touching this reference? Alright. No. <laughs> the second time I've rolled thirty-seven in a row. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Yeah, in the parking lot. But there's no dicks here. Oh. Thank you. Ah. 
Okay. Uh-huh. In a row. Tuoli! Yeah, this is not great, because I don't want to run back into the vomit cloud. <laughs> I don't have a lot to do out here. Um, okay, well, let me, let me, I guess, gee, I've got a bunch of spears. I just feel like Polly shouldn't be standing at the edge throwing spears at someone. Hey, um, Polly, okay. it's me, Scopey! Do you have any uh, exploding cocktails or anything like that you might throw in there? Yeah, that's a real good idea, Scopey. I totally didn't look through my inventory for exactly that. But hey, here's I'm, what I do have. I'm just always looking for stuff, you know, so just checking. Okay, Scopey's going to go back to contemplating his existence. I do have, uh, I've got that splotch of hay. I've got a torch, a tinderbox, and a flask of oil. So I am going to fly over Murder, Duncan, Bloodspell, and the Vomit Cloud above it. I'm going to dump the hay. I'm going to cover the hay with oil, dump it on him, strike the spark, and light it on fire as it falls over him. Great. Okay. <laughs> he can't do anything. He's covered in oil. Um, so what I would like you to do is let's roll uh, let's roll 8d12 fire damage. 8d12? Yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like I'm being tutored in math. Okay. Uh, oh. Uh, you said 8, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 65. Okay. So the, the that hay that you had catches on fire like crazy and the oil catches and there's just like uh, a fountain of vomit that's kind of catching on fire as it comes through, spewing out of Murder, Dung, and Bloodspell, as he is even barely capable of writhing because he's incapacitated. So he's... Oh. All right. Yeah, I'm going to keep flying to the other side. So, uh, yeah. Cool. I don't feather fall slowly into the vomit cloud. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably wise, yeah. <laughs> Great. A anything else for Polly? That's your turn. I... Disturbingly, I think that was enough. All right. It's Otis's turn. Otis. You got this, Otis. <clears throat> okay. Um, Otis focuses again, his fingers on his temple. He shoots that weird beam out of his head straight into uh, Murder, Duncan Bloodspell's brain. Um, so that's the psychic lance. He needs to make a save, an intelligence save of 18. He rolled a 15. <laughs> Buddy, okay, you got a take. Oh, I just love that. Yeah, I was like, oh, are these uh, are these abilities I've given him going to be too strong? Are they going to be uh, like I don't I don't know. I was like, oh, I'll probably kill one person in this battle, <laughs> and it's just like he takes thirty-eight damage and he is incapacitated for another round. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> As his brain begins to leak out of his ears. <laughs> yeah um yeah just yet more vomiting more flaming vomit flying everywhere and he's just and he's just riding around on the ground um wow uh okay uh now it's shanti's turn and shanti will charge in with her katana and uh, she will hit with a 27 <laughs> on I'm the first attempt I hate to see you leave, but I, you're just, those pants are great pants, Shanti. Thank you, my darling. And then she's going to make her slash 
And that's going to be, oh man, okay, 33 points of damage. <laughs> I'm impressed that Polly is the only character that doesn't want to run into the vomit cloud. Whoa, I haven't run into the vomit oh, cloud. good job. I'm like, I've never even gotten near that vomit cloud. Conti hits on her second attack also with a 28. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be 30 more damage. Classic, okay. And then she's going to roll that con save for the barf. And that's a 19. So she's cool and she's going to try to flip on back out. Oh shit, natural one on the oh, backflip. So she tries oh. to flip, but she trips and falls and she is laying prone in the vomit cloud at the end of her turn. Back to the top of the order. Captain Alora. Don't forget, you've been getting four hit points if you got one of them uh, Concord emblems. All right. Um, well, now now I don't know what to do because my girlfriend has fallen down. And I feel like I need to go rescue her, but I had a plan otherwise. All right. Okay. Now let's see how this goes. Um, I am going to also run into the vomit cloud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is going to work. I got a great idea about this. I presume that when Murder Duncan Bloodspell became a koala, he dropped his staff. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's prone and incapacitated, so you can take his staff from him very easily. Cool. I'm going to grab the staff. I'm going to put my hand on Shanti, and I'm going to cast Blink and go into the ethereal plane. All right. So you and Shanti disappear into the ethereal plane with his staff. Yeah. Okay. And I assume this barf cloud doesn't uh, doesn't reach into the ethereal plane. I have uh, made the decision in this. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Great, okay. So you will have to use your, your move action next turn to leave the ethereal plane, so you won't be able to do anything after you leave it, but you're both safe. You're another plane of existence. And everybody here is, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Oh, I do, um, if I can still do things on my turn. I would like to inspect this staff. Oh yeah, okay, take a look. Uh, 17. Yeah, it is uh, definitely a customized magical staff. It, uh, it it doesn't feel right when you hold it. It's like it has uh, a partnership with Murder Duncan Bloodspell, so you don't feel like you could use it, at least until maybe he were dead. Cool, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I do a lot of squats. And I also do some interval training, but I'm not on the boat, like when I come into dock. And I have some really amazing leg muscles. I'm gonna try to snap it over my knee. Okay, yeah, let's uh, roll strength. You got this. Oh, this is looking good. Where's my strength, Mama? Uh, that's a 22. Yeah, yeah, okay. You've snapped the staff right in half. Woo! That's it. <laughs> a, uh a plume of sort of magical energy comes out of where the staff splits and you uh, you see some like angry ghost spirits move away and they're like ooh, ah, ooh. and they all disappear into the Wait, ethereal one plane of the spirits a cat yeah one, one of them one of them was definitely at ooh, least hissing oh my blueberry cereal yeah, it's pretty much like the last five minutes of The Shining. Just all the weird party guests came out of the staff and drifted wow. away, including the blowjob bear. It's fantastic. Blowjob! Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. He read the children's edition. My favorite character. The Stephen King book. 
with the blowjob with bear. The, blow the children's bear. edition yeah, of the book had the blowjob bear. I would say that Stephen is really great at understanding what children are into. I look, the blowjob bear is just like the big bad wolf, right? You just huff and you puff and you blow that house in. I have so many <laughs> questions I don't want answered about the blowjob bear that I'm just you just you that, blow on that, the that, house until stuff enough. comes out it's, of it's the house. It's enough. It's As enough. a ten-year-old, <laughs> that was definitely the scariest part of it. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh no, there's so many teeth. How does that? <sighs> um, so now we're back on the material plane, and it's Murder Duck at Bloodspell's turn, but he is continuing to retch and be incapacitated. It's Villa's turn, Villa! Murder Duck at Bloodspell is incapacitated, retching and vomiting inside a cloud of barf. Captain Alora and Shanti are in the ethereal plane. Yeah, we are. I don't know what they're doing in there. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's your turn. I got some ideas. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I swing at him from right next to him, and somehow that doesn't work. It's 16 to hit. Roll with advantage, though. 24. That's hits, yeah. He's incapacitated. All right. Roll some damage. I love the level of disappointment in Melody's voice is the same for hitting as not hitting. It's not cool that the fucking assassin doesn't do <laughs> more damage than... You could have done it with a backflip. I will still do it with a backflip. <laughs> Two boots and a backflip. <laughs> and a pizza shop. Wait. I don't think it's how you make pizza. <laughs> it is if you're doing it right. Have you ever made pizza though? No, no, I have not. But way to rub it in. I feel like this is that this is that uh, Twitter feed that Billy was talking about, where they translate Japanese porn names, and one of them is like, "Have you ever made a pizza?" <laughs> yeah, like, have you ever made a pizza with two dudes? You're like, I don't even. And is that a cooking show? Or <laughs> and, and of course, magic shell. And yes. magic shell. Uh-huh. Magic Shell is pretty fucking phenomenal. I don't know if they want to sponsor the podcast, but it's it is it How seems it like magic. Does it harden from oxygenation? Oxygenation. I think it just gets that excited about covering your ice cream. Oh. Thirty-nine damage, Nate. Nice. Oh. Okay, great. Uh, now it is Paulie's turn. Well, actually, Villa, roll Constitution to not get barfy. Seventeen. Oh, that that fails. You have vomity feelings right oh, now. Chuck wagon coming around. Luckily, it's Polly's turn, and Polly might uh, might find a way to rescue you again. So, Polly, what you gonna do? You know, I'm gonna quote one of Polly's uh, <laughs> idols. Um, yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, don't do that again. Then. <laughs> I, I say Villa, I, if she wants to keep running back into the vomit cloud, there's only so much I can do. <laughs> but I, I, I think it might have been Randy Candle's uh, birthday party at McDonald's. Um, but I remember there was a game that I was good at where you put like a McDonald's cup on the ground and they gave you straws and you have to stand over it and drop the straws from your nose into the cup. It's, it's harder than it, it sounds. Yeah, no, it's totally if you'll remember, has like eight halberds that he picked up. Halberds that he picked up a while ago. Okay. Halliburton's. He's gonna fly over Murder, Duck, and Bloodspell. He's gonna stick a 
halberd to his nose, close an eye, and drop it, and just try to drop it into Murder Duncan Bloodstone. Great. Yeah, you automatically hit roll damage for the halberd. Oh, nice. Okay. For um, reference, Randy Candle was the um, childhood best friend of Racebuck. Well, Randy Candle sponsored the podcast. Yes. <laughs> he probably did. He's a good guy. Okay. Oh, oh, well, that's not uh, 11 damage. Okay. Oh my God. But that's an attack, and I do have eight powers, so I'm gonna drop another one. Can I do I'm, damage? Again? Yeah, I'm also gonna, I'm adding 3d6 to that 11 because it's falling three stories because you're up 30 feet in the air. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, so it's actually gonna do 17 points of damage. Oh, should I, should I do another round for the yeah, second? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Ooh, big 13. Woo-woo. Okay, and an additional eight, so 21. Woo-woo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove two halberds from my inventory. Halberton. I do this all day. You keep that cloud going, I'm just gonna keep dropping, dropping axes with spikes on the top into this guy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I'm also arming Murder Duncan Bloodspell when he finally comes around. Yeah. So yes. If and when he gets up, there will be halberds all, all around him. Um, but it might be like just stepping on a bunch of rakes, too. I don't know. He's hitting himself with yeah. the face. There you uh, go. It's, it's Otis's turn. Otis. Get him, Otis. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, y'all settle down. Hold on. Um, If there's no... <coughs> Nobody's right up on him, right? Uh, Milan, um, right, um, Villa's nearby, right? Yeah, Villa's in the cloud. Yeah, covered in her own vomit. Yeah, so maybe don't do fireball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could also uh, probably target the fireball and avoid Villa, right? Like no one else is around him, so if you move yeah, that was it. So as yeah. long as I, I can put it like a little behind him or whatever I need to do, so that he's not in the blast zone. Fine with me. Yeah. Put a flash zone. <laughs> um. Okay, so he makes a deck save against 18. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's incapacitated, so he's not going to succeed at that. He'll, he'll start being capacitated again at he the takes, end of uh, your turn. 26 damage. Okay. I love a deck save. <laughs> Quick, try to vomit sharply. Vomit dodge. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he just gets uh, just smashed with a huge fireball. Um, now it's Shanti's turn, and Shanti's hanging out with you in the ethereal plane. Yeah, she is. Please, my love, let me put my sword away. I don't want us to cut each other. Well, I think that's a great idea. I, too, am going to put my hot kettle away, if you know what I mean. All right, top of the order. Captain Allure, it's your turn. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to move us ten feet so we're no longer in the vomit fiasco. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn to Shanti and be like, Shanti. Do you want me to leave you here, or do you want to come back into battle? I would love to see the light leave his eyes, my darling. Let me let me have a chance at striking the final blow. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we're four adventurers who've been on this campaign for the last year, but girlfriend, you should definitely kill him. Love the idea. And then I spark us back into existence. Bamf. <laughs> Is that all I can do during my turn? I don't think I can act, right? Yeah, that's it. You can just bring your, yourselves back. So you're... You're now standing outside of the vomit cloud, and you're both you're both back on the material plane. Welcome oh. back. 
<laughs> bells were your ticket out. Welcome. It's the same old plane you were born about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Now it is Murder Duck and Bloodspell's turn. Um, so he's going to attempt to make the vomit save, I guess, so that he can do something. Because he's not incapacitated anymore. Yeah, give it a shot, chump. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now- <laughs> uh, no, it's, oh. it's a 14. It's not going to... He's just going to continue to wretch. Good. Otherwise, I was going to roll against him. Um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, he is going to, between <laughs> between bouts of vomiting, you conniving... <laughs> Rats, how how dare you come here? Come here and take the throne from... And uh, that's his turn. Uh, you can open your mouth wider when you try to speak. <laughs> Villa, you're up. Pretty good. All right, this is when I need to start figuring out what I'm doing. Also, who else is impressed that Otis was like the VIP of this fight by just making people vomit? Yeah, seriously. I did not anticipate vomit cloud or incapacitation. Um, yeah, at all. I've been sitting on this plan for a little while. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I can tell that Nate didn't anticipate it from all the laughter that's hiding people's spare. He's just <laughs> Nate getting pretty rolled, too. Like, Murder Duncan Bloodsoak could just break this if. At any point, the dice made sense. Yeah, I haven't I haven't rolled above like a twelve in <laughs> in the last this, ten rolls. This totally Damn. mitigates me rolling six times to hit you. Never when I have a plus twelve to hit. Right. That totally evens out. So yeah, Villa, you want to roll uh, to stop uh, stop barfing? I only got a twenty one. That'll oh, do it. yeah, you're not barfing anymore. So are you going to move out of the cloud? Or are you going to attack uh, Murder Duck and Bloodspell while you're there? In the face. Stab him in his neck. Let's or like anywhere, really. A nasal cavity. Damn it. I still only roll a 21 is the highest, and I'm still in the cloud. Okay. So yeah. Con- um, uh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, one doesn't hit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a 21 hit because he is like he's just been laying there and he's literally like slipping around in his oh, own man. vomit as he tries to get up. Yeah, so roll damage. I mean, just 17 unless I get a sting attack. Wait, what about your necrotic damage? Just 21, uh, 22. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll take that. I mean, you were in the cloud, so um, now you can use your move to get out of the cloud if you want, or you can just hang there and. Hope not to barf. Wait, wait, wait. I can move out of the cloud? Yeah, you haven't used any move yet, so you could you could walk out of the cloud now. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to fucking aerial the shit out of the cloud, and I got 37 on that one. Great. Are you going to hide? Yeah. No. She's confident. She doesn't need to hide. <laughs> All right. Um, Paulie, it's your turn. Paulie. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, Duncan Bloodspell, you love that throw so much. Uh, Polly's gonna run over to the throne and put the amulet of false life on it. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Uh, for four four turns or four I rounds. Wait to hear the, the action the throne has. The uh, well, the throne just listens to my orders. Oh yeah. I don't. Do you do you want it to? I well, guess it Scooby could. Well, has a voice. Okay. No, Nate. Would you like to do a little through the throne? Yeah, you would. <gasps> Think about its backstory. Well, hey there, partner. Um. 
I'm old Tex, the throne around these parts. What do you need from me? Hey Tex, uh, you know that asshole that, oh sorry. <clears throat> you know that uh, asshole that's uh, been sitting on your face and uh, probably farting on your cushion? But not in a cool way, you know, where people sit on your face. It's a sex joke, I didn't just get there fast enough. Yeah, no, the fart on the cushion. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Captain Loin is some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, that guy's uh, over there barfing on the ground. Uh, if you want to, you could just go, you know, like kick him in the balls or whatever. That sounds like a mighty fine idea, my friend. I think just to make turnabout fair play, I'm going to do some sitting on him to get my meaning. Well, yeah, it. I don't, but I don't really, you know, have a lot of experience with being with Chaz, so, you know, I'm just... You got four turns. You just do whatever you want. Just go go nuts on him. Great. Tex is going to run off of the uh, the stand that the throne sits on, and it's just going to clomp over, four legs moving like a horse would, and just going to start sitting on his face. And so he's going to do 17 points of damage sitting, nice. on, sitting on his face. That is... It's a heavy throne, I'm sure. Yeah, way it's to outsource. Throne of an entire kingdom. Polly has no interest in sullying his tracksuit with yeah. a bunch of uh, puke from God knows how many sausages he ate like yeah. three hours ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting in that cloud. Plus, I don't think the chair is going to get nauseous because the chair doesn't have a stomach. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chair, chair doesn't need to save anything because it's false alive. So it doesn't it doesn't have living problems. Okay. Um, any any other moves, Polly? Any other actions? No, this is pretty good. Okay. Then we're back to Otis. Otis. Okay. Um, 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 um. I'm going to give uh, another try at ripping Murder Duncan Bloodspell's brain apart. Great. Um, so another beam comes out of my head and woo, woo. messes his up. His hair probably looks just disastrous at this point. So he makes an intelligence save at 18. Okay. Um, best I got was a 16, and I'm mm-hmm. still rolling with disadvantage, so you got it. Okay. So. Oh, wow, there's a lot of ones in there. That's. Like... It keeps rattling. The animation has stopped. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> takes 21 damage. Okay. All right. So that was. Was that disintegrate, or was that the lance? The mind. Oh, lance? sorry, that was the lance. So, yeah, that, that'll incapacitate him again. Great. Yeah, so he's re incapacitated. Um,. And yeah, as as the mind lance like reaches in, uh, Otis, you you have a flash that like this this fellow's this fellow's like nearly dead on the ropes. Um, all right, so now it is now it's Shanti's turn, but uh, Shanti is just going to turn to Captain Laura and say, "I've considered it, and I I think that you should strike the final blow." And she's going to hand the katana to you. Oh, I don't know how to use a katana. This is going to be fun. Get him, Captain. It's, uh, I'll tell you what the stats are so you know. It's... Cool. Okay, I'm gonna, um, nod at her knowingly and then put my cheek out so she gives me a little lucky kiss. Um, and I guess against all logic, I'm gonna run into the vomit cloud with a weapon I've never wielded before, screaming, I do this for you, Shanti, and my good friends, and nature, and all elven artifacts everywhere. Great, it's, uh, plus nine to hit. I'm gonna re-roll that with luck. Okay. Twenty-one. Yeah, I mean no, he's in, he's twenty-two. He's incapacitated, so you're you're well close enough. Um, cool. So roll uh roll up 
4d8 plus 10. <clears throat> 27. Yep. All right. So you're going to sink the katana into Murder Duncan Bloodstell's vomiting incapacitated body, and he is dead. <laughs> you have defeated him. Wait, but Captain Lur make a constitution save. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess there is that cloud of that, that bar uh, cloud. I, I pull a cloud. Oh, oh, he pulled the cloud. Okay, okay. otherwise it's a 17. <laughs> so, congratulations, you have all defeated Murder Duncan Blood Spell. Um, you you may all level up again at your leisure, just okay. just so you know. Um, well, clearly gonna do a right poking now. As you are standing there, Murder Duncan Bloodspell's body begins to tremble and bulge, and you see a seam appear along the surface of his flesh. Then several buttons start to pop, and then from what has always been a Murder Duncan Bloodspell suit, pours five kittens. These kittens are as follows. Number one, with a tiny mustache, Adolf Kittler. Number two, with a bushier mustache, Joseph Pollen. <laughs> Number three, with a twisty mustache, Mussolini. Oh God. Number four, wearing a toga, Catligula. <laughs> and number five, wearing a Scottish military uniform. Kitty, I mean. Oh, wow, God. And they all mow at you menacingly. Do we have to roll initiative for this? <laughs> you don't. You just have to solve this problem. <laughs> problem? All right. Um, I can bag. Yeah, I'm going to turn to Shanti and say, Shanti, I know we're not quite ready for the responsibility of caring for a thousand kittens, but there's really only one answer here. And I'm going to pull the bag out, empty the thousand kittens, run over and scoop the evil kittens into the bag, and then tighten it as much as I can, and blink it into the ethereal plane. All right, that's perfect. So now with a thousand other cats around you, they all start cheering because you have you have dispatched their greatest foes, as well as the greatest foes of this land. <laughs> well, I really hope this land takes us in because we're gonna have so many kittens. <laughs> so now you're now you're in an interesting position. Um, you've defeated you've defeated Murder Duncan Bloodspell. The throne is available uh, for you to decide yeah, no if, if you want to rule it. If you want to rule this Santo Palacia, you can you can all take the throne together. You can appoint one of you. But as you're discussing this, a gentleman wearing a tracksuit walks into the castle and walks up to Polly, and he's wearing the badge of the Garden Union boss. Oh. Hey. hey. Oh. You know, the, the cats, the cats are dead with the, the human suit uh, with the murdered Duncan guy. He's, he's dead too. Yeah, you, you you did great, Paulie. It's 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 me. If you don't recognize me, it's Johnny the the hunk lug nuts. I'm the, the Garden <laughs> no, Union I, boss. I, 
I got all your your cards, your trading cards. I I, had, I dressed up for you for Halloween. I mean, not that's weird, but I, yeah, I dressed up for you for Halloween. I'm a big fan. Oh, you you flatter me. You flatter me. Look, uh, you you've done a real good job here, and I and I want to give you the one thing that everybody in the union deserves when they do a good job. All right, so. Oh hey, hey I'm not into that stuff. I'll uh, you know, I'll do hey. my hands myself, man. That's not tough. But I appreciate it. Hey, whoa, no, no, look, I mean, hey, okay, uh, I'm, I'm just here, I'm, I'm here to give you the dental plan, we, you get dental now. What? Oh, hey, but, I appreciate it. Yeah, get them, Polly. <laughs> you finally get yeah. those, uh, those braces you were thinking about. Oh, The Invisalign, that's, Invisalign, where is that? Yeah, that's, that's uh, real nice of you, I, I appreciate it. Hey, look, we appreciate you, and there and there's one more thing. Look, I've been I've been thinking about stepping down, and and I think that you might you might be who I'd appoint president of the union if if it's something you'd be into, you know. Ooh. Hey, I you know I appreciate that. There's no one as union as me, but I gotta say, going on this trip, it made me realize, uh, you know, my my place isn't in leadership in the union. You know, the union is important. But uh, what we really need to do is bring the workers up so they can protect themselves. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's someone out there that's, that's got a head for these things and it's just not me. Hey, I, I mean, I'm with, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed, but I understand, okay? Look, I, I'll find somebody else, but uh, you know, anytime you come, the, the union's got your back, right? You call yeah, us, we'll come a running. We have a secret handshake or something that's yeah. probably pretty complicated. So yeah, I, yeah, literally forty-five minutes pass while you guys do the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I keep on messing it up, so I just we have to like start over from the beginning. So should take ten minutes. Takes forty-five for me to get through the whole thing. Yeah, it's a little bit of that thing like if you're trying to like walk by, like you're trying to pass somebody in the mall oh, or yeah. whatever, and you both step to the right, and then you both step to the left a little bit, and you're both doing that a little like, oh, oh no, that that was on me, that's on me. Okay, let's try it again. Yeah, no, that, that sounds right. With my, yeah, plus zero intelligence and wisdom, it probably takes a little bit. Just work out the kinks. Otis watches the whole process while uh, smoking a joint. Captain right. Laura makes a boredom check, but... She saves, so it's okay. Right on. Um, Otis, while you're smoking that joint, you uh, you notice that there's a back door to the to the throne room that was behind where uh, Tex the throne was standing. And when you peer through that door, you see that there is a huge uh, garden out back with a river. And on that river, there is a brand new fan boat. Oh. Hey, and it turns hey, out. Hey, hey, hey. I- are the keys in there? Oh yeah, the keys are there. You got the keys. You've also see that there is a there's a shack with a nice big porch. And then as you uh, you wander around, you start noticing that the only plant that's growing along this particular river is a crop you're very familiar with. Because <laughs> this was the drug keeper's shack for the uh, Palace of Santo Palacia. Well, I think I might maybe spend a little time here, see how it goes, uh, maybe. Uh... The garden could use a little bruising up. <laughs> um. <laughs> prune it here, prune it there, you know, for the plant. <laughs> um, how big is the back door and is there a garage opening? 
Um, I mean, it's it's like a smaller back door to the throne room, but then when you're outside, there's like a big enough uh, space that you could get the fan boat moving around. Yeah, I get the fan boat moving around, and I, I drive it into where everybody's hanging out and partying, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they about the fan boat, yo. Um, I'm immediately going to be like, oh, I also know a bunch about boats, Otis, and I can tell you this is a mighty fine vessel, but only if we christen it the right way. I reach into my bag and I pull out both some Darjeeling tea and an entire bottle of champagne. Like the good stuff that costs more than $13. I thought you were going to smack a cat on the side of the boat. I was like, that's (laughs) Otis took that too far. And then I'm going to reach into my bag. I'm going to pull out the five um, sacrificial blood goblets that I kept as a tea set and then pour champagne in all of them. And as I look in my bag, I'm going to see that we never summoned Fairplex. And I just feel like he should be here. So I'm going to give that a little rub. Great. Fairplex bursts through the floor of the throne room. It's like, oh, hey, guys. What, what are you doing? You having tea again? I'm to fix that. But we had a really good day, and I just thought you should be here to celebrate, you know? And then I'm going to pour a little bit out for Eartha, and then I'm going to hand him a full um, sacrificial goblet full of champagne. Oh, this is great. Oh, the bubbles tickle my various orifices. <laughs> I'm a worm, and I don't know if I have a nose or not. <laughs> so you all drink some champagne with Fearplex, and uh, and Shanti is going to step in front of Captain Laura, and she is going to come down on one knee. Oh wow, this is really inappropriate to do in front of our friends. And she's going to reach into a pocket on her armor and pull out a ring in the shape of a golden kitty. And she says to Captain Alora, would you be my adventure partner for the rest of our days, my love? Shanti, I thought you'd never ask, and I just, I'm so excited. I just have so many ideas for us on yesterday's tequila, and we're gonna raise these kittens into great cats, even though I don't think they can age or die. Yes, yes, my darling, and I'll fall down to one knee as well. I'm still quite a bit taller than her, so I'm still, you know, like a foot over. Yeah. And then pull her into a dramatic 1920s Hollywood kiss. And maybe I fall down because I'm tired from battle. And then we're just kind of like awkwardly making out on the ground. And, and you're kind of laughing and rolling around at the same yeah. time. So it's oh, like yeah. the end of a lot of 80s movies. <laughs> it's just yeah, people no, kissing <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just like that, like around fear In between kisses, Shanti is going to say, oh, you should see what I did with the captain captain's quarters on yesterday's tequila. There are rose petals everywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right, well, as long as they don't abscond, abscond. Wait for it, wait for it. Obfuscate the straps, I'll be quite pleased. Oh, don't worry. I made sure the straps are perfectly fine and shipworthy. Of course. And then she winks. Uh, Villa, as you're standing there behind you, your employer from the Assassin's Guild appears as if from the mists. I turn around, not surprised whatsoever. <laughs> and slowly. <laughs> they told me that you wouldn't be able to handle this, but I knew better, and clearly you've come through on your bounty. Here is, here is your payment, as promised. And they hand over a large envelope that is full of uh, scripts of Assassin's Guild paper money that's worth one million gold pieces. Okay. You can buy so many apples with that. <laughs> you're, you're taking this out. 
apples. And they say, your, your duty to us is paid. You may now do whatever you wish with your life, and I only hope that I never find myself at the business end of your blade. With my face. <laughs> with my face, specifically. But also other parts of me would also hurt, probably. And then he's going to back up and disappear into the mist. Woo! <laughs> I'll nod into the mist and then turn around slowly and look at Otis and look at Polly and be like, Stinky ones, you amuse me. Shall we onward? Uh, I'm obviously going to stop rolling around on the ground and pop my head <laughs> and be like, I'm just, I'm sorry. Did my bestie just invite my compatriots to go to battle and then you just left me out and my new soon-to-be kitten wife? I don't know if she's talking about battle. Oh, I did not realize Captain would be interested in continuing onward. Uh, sure. Let's all go. <laughs> if, if the new wife agrees, of course. Shanti, I assume you just want to kill people with us. I mean, it's what I do best. Well, it's what I do second best. Yeah. <laughs> very true. And I'm going to blush a little bit, so it's going to get a darker green. And I'll be like, well, okay, hold on. Before we go off on the yesterday's tequila, because I've been a water pirate for a long time, but I think it's time for me to be a sky pirate. Are we just going to leave this kingdom without a leader? Should we, like, do something about it? I just don't want to be back here in, like, six months fighting the next douchebag who's actually kittens in a man suit. Holly. I've actually thought of that. Um, Polly is going to take out his great axe and walk over to the now, I assume, inanimate throne uh-huh. and just split it in half and then pick up the false life amulet and say, uh, yeah, you know, they haven't had too much luck with the monarchs and we uh, butchered all of their kings. So that's, yeah, I think they uh, should give democracy a try and uh, see what happens there. Yeah, I've, uh, I know a few workers that uh, can come in and help organize some things. Uh, and um, yeah, Polly is gonna, I don't know, do I have a, I don't know how the union communicates, but I will, I will plan yeah. to write a letter to inform the union descendants of organizers to uh, set up an election. Far off across the lands, several union members' ears perk up as they hear this plan whispered on the wind. For all union yeah. members are, connected almost telepathically. That makes sense. Perfect. Yeah. I stashed some uh, clanic, classic uh, anarchist texts around the, the throne room. God damn it, Otis. <laughs> Normal stuff. I mean, I mean, we're talking like, it was like libertarian socialism, you know, before libertarianism was so shitty. Um, so, you know, the, the means of production are in the hands of the workers. All right. Well, this is what Paul was saying. Shanti and I are going to be building a ramp so we can get Otis's weird boat into yesterday's tequila. You never know when you're going to need that. Um, I'm obviously going to raid the library for all the books I can absolutely read. You don't um, have to do a boat, I, I mean a ramp, I can I can just telekinesis it up. Right, I really feel like you should have told us that before we got all these like very large like logs out. And Otis probably sat I started realizing that was a ramp, I was like, oh, what do you, no, don't. I, I got this. Boom. And he it's sat, up. He sat there just chilling, smoking and joy for like, what, 
seven hours while you're building this ramp into the sky. Like, oh, yeah. Wait, oh, wait, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Well, I'm just, I'm so tired from battle and so in love about my new proposal and so very into the fact that my friends love me, except for my bestie, not inviting me for things, bitch. But it's okay, I'll be fine. Um, while Otis is leaving anarchist text, I'm gonna leave some like very nice recipes for the perfect Darjeeling. And then Shanti and I and our thousand kittens are going to walk up the ramp that's almost done into yesterday's tequila. Cool. I'm gonna, Polly's gonna walk over to Villa. I don't remember why, but I have a box of Kleenex in my equipment inventory. It was for masturbating, I think, with the nudie photos. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, whatever. That was in the... It was in the They're safe not, under the captain's desk. They are not soiled Kleenexes. Yeah. And I am going to uh, walk over to Villa and just be like, uh, yeah, I thought you might want to clean off some of the, uh, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the vomit you got got on, on yourself there. And I'm going to hand her the Kleenex box. She will take a Kleenex. And cram it in her ear? What does she do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look at, uh, someone else to assume the next talking role while she cleans herself. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, you were, did you want to go talk somewhere private? Is that what you were saying? Or something said, hey, you want to carry on? Oh, oh. So just how much have you been smoking? I mean, I'm not in the room, <laughs> so I won't say that. I thought you wanted to snuggle. Maybe let her shower first? Oh, yeah. We've got some nice pressure showers on the yeah. yesterday's tequila. Wait, don't you have a spell for this? Yeah, can't you just clean Isn't there her? some sort of... Shower spell. Water bending? I don't know. Vomit don't bending? So. A vomit whisperer? No, Otis specializes in poison and uh, fire. Uh, can you press the digitator? Oh, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um... um, 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 um. I specifically don't mention water in press the digitation. While all this is happening, Villa takes a good shower <laughs> and uh, emerges from the captain's quarters refreshed and uh, ready to pilot the ship. Whoa, bitch, I'm the captain. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fight! Arm wrestle? Pudding wrestle! I slow blink. And there it is. You all board yesterday's tequila and you and you sail off in the sky towards your next adventure. Woo! No idea who's the captain. And as you uh probably me. Margaret Scratcher's the captain. There you go. <laughs> as you drift beyond the horizon in a in a delightful post-credit scene, four crystalline invitations appear from out of nowhere and land in your hands, inviting you to take a vacation in the pleasure city of Luminera. Does one of those fall on my penis that I may or may not have next episode? <laughs> it, it, all of them fall on everyone's penis. It's great.
Roll for Blank, Streets of Mage, is written by me, Nate Regolia. It features player performances by Billy Ferguson, Race Garber, Danny Headland, and Melody Stevens. Our theme music is A Journey Awaits by Pierre Bondifer at P-B-O-N-D-O-E-R on the socials. It's Creative Commons via opengameart.org. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. It's like casting bless on our whole party, and we can use all the help we can get. Otherwise, buy some D&D books or whatever RPG lights you up and get rolling.